100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlights, Tony Richards. Good Sunday morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. And uh, our guest this morning is the president and CEO of the Gallatin Chamber of Commerce, Kim Baker. Kim, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, we're doing this remotely uh, for everyone's safety, so we're way more than six feet apart this morning. Very far. You're correct, and that's the best way to be right now. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we are in a, a uh, unprecedented situation and time, and of course, we immediately... We're thinking of uh, the businesses. Uh, there's not a business in the United States that hasn't been touched about this. And so, uh, you know, we thought we would have you and Kathleen on as our guests today. And uh, you're first up. And Kim, uh, can you just kind of give us, uh, you know, how this unfolded and, and how it affected the chamber maybe a couple weeks ago when all this first started? Yeah. And so this has been really interesting. And this has been um, an interesting you know, change of pace for our chamber and certainly my role. Um, you know, I told somebody the other day, this has been the hardest couple of weeks I've had in my job as chamber CEO. And so and I really mean that. And our job is challenging every day, but this is especially challenging. And I know so many others are feeling that too. Um, I think the way we serve businesses in our community really has to take a shift right now. And it's almost as if we're in crisis response mode, which I think we certainly are. Mm -hmm. But we've also got some businesses that are responding in different ways. And, you know, I've, I've been getting calls for folks that want to join the chamber and want to do ribbon cuttings and want to do different things. Well, we've on the flip side of that, we've got many businesses that are really challenged with how to keep their doors open right now and how to modify their operating model. Right. And so it, it's interesting to shift gears so many times within one day. I mean, just a couple of days ago, I, I took a 45-minute call with somebody that said, hey, I want to join the chamber. And then, you know, the calls that were before that and after that were, hey, how are we going to keep our lights on? How can I scale back my, you know, my payroll and my employees and still keep them and keep them happy? And so it's been really interesting. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, you're sort of part psychologist now and, and therapist and, uh, you know, a positive, hopefully, voice in the storm that's going on because they're, like you said, everybody's in a kind of a different situation. If your business is paid for, you may have a little, um, you know, more wiggle room uh, for those who are leveraged. Um, it's a different story altogether. So uh, one question is, you know, this uh, stimulus package, you know, obviously pre-recording this uh, before Sunday morning, but stimulus package was just passed. Um, is this something that you guys need to get uh, up to speed on? Because I know, you know, being a small business ourselves, we've got to um, figure out exactly what options are available to us and uh, from a business standpoint and for the employee's standpoint. Do you do you, are you, are you do you have to like read up on all that because you're probably going to get a lot of questions I'm assuming. Yeah, so I've actually been reading up on it. I'm obviously um I'm reading a lot of the cliff notes because there are thousands of pages in some of these and it's mm -hmm. it, I mean, which is not uncommon for bills to have that many pages, but these bills are actually extra extra long. And um I think that if we're referencing in particular the CARES Act um, which there's a little bit in there for everybody. And so I think the five highlights from that are income for American families, um, small business assistance, assistance to distressed job creators, ensuring access to care to, for all Americans, and then direct funding to combat the pandemic. And so there's a lot of different things in there. Mm -hmm. But, of course, we're, um, we're, as a chamber, we're brushing up more so on how that's impacting small business and what's available. And I think we're seeing several different phases. Um, right now we're speaking in terms of three phases. By the time this airs, there might be additional phases that we're talking about. But really looking at those as um, the extended opportunities for sick, sick leave and um, the paid FMLA, mm -hmm. um, the UI, which is the unemployment, and what that means and how that's kind of evolved over the past several weeks. 
And well, then as I understand course, it, FMLA is if you have over 50 employees. Is that correct still? Because I know that was yes, the original thing. That it is. Mm-hmm. FMLA applies for less than... A lot of those guidelines are for less than 500, but over 50. But there are some exemptions and some modifications, and everything's still very fluid. And, of course, at the time we're recording this, everything is kind of changing, too. But there are some things in the work um, to relieve some of those employers and, of course, their employees. And really, a lot of this is made for paycheck protection mm-hmm. and making sure that employees can still get paid and that employers are having some relief when they're, you know, they're hurting too, but they want to still take care of their employees. And so right. just, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, but yes, we're brushing up on all of our knowledge on that and we're ready to help take some, some of those calls. And of course, we're sending some of them to other places um, like the American Job Center, like the Tennessee Small Business Development Center. A lot of us are all working together to make sure everybody has um, the most up-to-date information and the tools and resources they need to navigate this whole process. Okay, great. Um, and I think, you know, the one thing that we need to kind of remember here is that, you know, it's sort of a uh, trickle-down effect when when you don't get paid and uh, you can't pay your bills and it sort of everything starts to come to a screeching halt. So I wonder if, if you've read this part yet, and I have not, so I'm not an expert by any means, but are these things for employees or uh, if you're trying to hang on to them um, uh a payback or a reimbursement or uh, because some businesses quite honestly just don't have the cash to pay their employees. And I'm sure that's, you know, what they're trying to hang on to. Right. No. And let me also, you said you're not an expert. Let me go ahead and say that I'm not an expert either. I I, I think, I don't think, I don't claim to be an expert in anything at this point, (laughs) but, but based on what I know and what I've read and what I'm hearing, and I've been on call after call this week, um, a lot of these are, um, of course, to there's loans out there that are they're looking to convert to grants, um, and there's going to be some abilities to do that if the funds are used to maintain employees. Right. So it's almost right. like reimbursement opportunities. But they um, can then, front the money or get it to you quickly, which I think was the intent of a big part of this package correct. was to get that money into the hands of people as fast as they can, including businesses or individuals. Correct. And one of the calls I just got off of actually was in regards to that. And, you know, the big question is, okay, well, you know, we pay quarterly taxes. Are we supposed to wait until we get our quarterly taxes to get this money back? Or, you know, and they're saying, no, that, you know, that money that you normally set aside for that, go ahead and like dip into that. And yeah. we'll, we'll reevaluate this when it's tax time and things. Well, so I, mean, a a, I think most, empl- most employers um, are, look, my employees come first. I hang on to them as long as I can. And everything else waits. Everything. Yep. Um, and that's, I'm assuming, a lot of the calls you're getting. Yeah, and that's and that's our big thing too. Like right now is a lot of this because there's so many unknowns. We're trying to say, hey, hang on to those employees as long as you can. Don't you know? We understand some of those might have you might have to scale back hours, or some might have to go. But for some of the um, opportunities to be available, you need to have those employees to be able to get those reimbursements for what you're paying for them. You can't just lay off everybody and then right and then get reimbursed. Right, because this is for that paycheck protection and to help, you know, you be able to employ and um, pay for our workforce. Right. Uh, Another piece, you know, something the mayor and I have really been advocating for, and I think it's just ingrained into our branding and, you know, how we message Gallatin, but especially for everybody right now, is show grace. You know, if you're, I've heard from some employees that are angry, they're mad at their employers, and I mean, everybody's trying to do the right thing, and nobody really knows what that is. And I've said it so many times in the past 14 days, you've done the right thing, even if it feels like the wrong thing. So I really right, think everybody right. is doing their best to do the right thing. Well, and, you know, emotions do run high in this kind of thing, and it's easy to blame, you know, the employer or the employee or whatever. We can all start pointing fingers, but it's not going to do any good. If it's not there, it's not there. That's the reality. Right. And you're exactly right. You know, uh, you know. Quite honestly, it's better. Okay, if you were full time somewhere and you were offered reduction in hours or a reduction in pay, um, it's smarter in probably some cases to just take the layoff and have the opportunity to get uh, reimbursed full pay as unemployment. Or you know, make a third of what you made, or a quarter of what you made. So these are these are these tough decisions 
that I think the employee and the employer need and sometimes need to make together. Because Absolutely. You know, if the I money's think, not think, in the bank account, they can't get paid. I mean, that's just the, the small business nope. reality. Yep, no, you're absolutely right. And I think communication is key right now. I've heard from a lot of employers that are really, you know, sitting down and saying, okay, you know, and really having a needs assessment almost with their employees and kind of making it personal, which is, you know, not always the best practice, but in a time like this, I think it is. Like, okay, um, you know, who can afford to do this? And just asking that hard question. I know my husband actually has a second job. And it's at a local restaurant here. And so Mm -hmm. he stepped aside for it because we, I mean, yes, we need that money. Like we use it for, you know, it's basically our childcare money. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're not, childcare is kind of iffy right now too. So, but he, he said, he looked at all the other employees and said, you know, hey, I'm going to step away from this shift for now. He he works one night a week and he said, I'm not going to do this because I know that there's some of y'all that this is your primary source of income. And so I think there's a lot of good coming out of this where people are really looking at their coworkers and looking at their neighbors and saying, hey, I'm, I'm not going to do this right now because you need it more than me. And that might be taking the last loaf of bread off the shelf at the store or, um, you know, stepping, giving, surrendering some of your hours because you know that your employer is in a hard place and they can only pay so many. And maybe it's, you know, employee A gets those because they have a bigger need than you. Right. And I think, you know, it's uh, sometimes hard for both sides, employers, employees, to see that when something this big happens, you're going to get affected. Both sides are. And, and I don't like to see it as sides um, because you're not there to work against each other. Um, I know employers that are just crushed about having to let some people go. But, you know, it's survival. It's their name on the loan. And that's what they're responsible for at the end of the day paying. And, and uh, if they're, you know, like me and other businesses, we're working with our lenders who, you know, lenders don't want to own a bunch of donut shops and radio stations and, you know, dress shops. Uh, so their incentive is to work with you. Absolutely. Yep. You're 100% right. And that's what everybody, we're seeing a lot of that right now. Everybody's trying to work together. You know, our financial institutions are all stepping up. And, you know, I received a pre-recorded webinar this week from one of our members who is in the financial industry. And they said, hey, send this out. Like, I'm not looking for clients. I just know that you've got businesses that could use this information in it. And we're seeing so much of that right now. People just stepping up to help and saying, hey, we've got information. We're not looking to take your clients or gain new clients. We just want to help. Right. And I think every, we're all in this together. Yeah. And we touched on this last week just a little bit because this was just starting to really, the wheels were starting to kind of come off um, last Sunday when we talked. But uh, even if they're not your financial institution, don't be afraid to call these lenders. They, they'll they have advice for you. They'll tell you where to look, where to go. They're not necessarily just out to, to get your business. I'm sure that would be nice for some of them. But they're there to help. I mean, they really are. It's amazing. I don't care who you call, um, uh, which bank, which uh, credit union, which place that you are comfortable talking to. Uh, guarantee you people are there to, to help you. 100%. And those folks are the experts in these. And let me mention, too, that navigating these small business loans and some of the other um, forms that are available right now and services that are out there and coming up, some of them can be difficult to navigate. And so it might require you to call an expert in that area. And so if you don't already have an accountant on hand um, or you know, legal counsel, different things like that, lean on someone as you're navigating some of these things, whether it's an HR issue with you know how you're laying off and handling employees um, or how you're applying for some of this assistance. Lean on those people because they, they do know how to um, address it. Right. Well, I can, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking on behalf of all businesses when they, in the last week, have definitely talked to attorneys and banks. Uh, that's for sure. Um, we're coming up on our first break here. Uh, Kim Baker, we're talking with, uh, she's the president and CEO of the Gallatin Chamber of Commerce. And I'd like to uh, come back after the break, Kim, and talk. You know, we just came off the heels of this tornado that affected at least parts of our area. And I'm sure that the Gallatin Chamber was trying to help in that. And then, boom, this happens. So well, we'll dive into that a little bit and talk about some of the other things that you've been doing. Absolutely. All right. We're going to come back in just a little bit here on uh, Sumner County Spotlight, brought to you by FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and also at myfmbank.com. We'll be back right after this. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. 
Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning with our guest is Kim Baker, President, CEO of the Gallatin Chamber of Commerce. And Kim, okay, so we've got this big uh, crisis thing going on, and um, I'd, I'd hate to ask the ugly question, but what is it, what's the potential of this looking like when this is over, and God knows when that'll be, but who, you know, some probably just aren't going to make it, I assume, I mean, business-wise. You know, I mean, that's probably not an unfair assumption. I mean, you know, we are we are preparing. Um, well, I'll tell you what we're doing first on the positive. What okay. we're doing right now is we are we're supporting our businesses, of course, in unique ways. We're providing tools and resources that we've never really focused on or offered before. Um, but what we're really preparing for while we're doing all of that and while we're in this crisis mode and crisis response mode, we're also preparing for the rebound. Um, and we're, we're calling it that because that's really what these businesses are going to do. They're going to take a dip and then they're going to come back and they're going to bounce back. And we firmly believe that um, in the Gallatin community, at least, we're going to come back better than ever. I mean, we, we're just, we're, we're rolling with that. And I know mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to think and be that optimistic in a time like this, but I mean, it was so strong going into it. I mean, I kind of feel like you do that. It's there's going to be some pent up uh, uh, spending and things that people want to do and just getting out. Um, They may be a little hesitant at first, but there's a lot of pent up. And I think ultimately there's going to be frustrated. Look, I'm done. I'm ready to get out and start and get my life, get on with my life again. Oh, yeah. Earlier this week, I took several calls from salons, especially when there's new um, declarations in order yeah. to go out from, on the county and state level. And Yeah, we all have different color out. hair now. <laughs> well, I know. There's been some really funny memes They're about going that. to bounce but back big time at first. That's what I told them. I said, y'all better get ready because you are about to have full books when yeah. you come back. Like you're, It's going to be like the holiday season and prom season, but it, it probably will be because it's going to be that season for everything's going to come. Yeah. To life again at once. And so we're really trying to create those tools and resources um, for now, but also to help our businesses prepare for the rebound because some of them are, they're going to go from one extreme to the other right. where a lot of these folks, especially um, restaurants, people are going to be so excited to go out and eat with their family and friends again or go have a beer at a local bar again or, mm-hmm. you know, women going in to get their nails and hair done. I mean, I'm looking at my nails right now. I'm glad we're not sitting together. Yeah, hair and nails don't and stop growing just because we have a crisis, you know. Exactly. And so those are still needs. And I mean, and, you know, yes, there are going to be folks that are, do not have the means to go out and spend like that immediately. Right. However, there are going to be a lot of folks that do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we're, what, how we, how we um, you know, navigate this right now is certainly crisis response. But we, at the same time, we are preparing as a chamber to be ready to support those business. We also know for us, we know that... Um, to expect that a lot of our networking events and our large community events are probably going to be up in attendance when we come out of this. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily things like sponsorship and, you know, but I, I think some of that just gets put on the back burner and it's like, okay, what are, where are we and how are we serving the community? And we talked in great length about our golf tournament today. That's still mm-hmm. on the books for May. I think it's going to be packed. Happen. You know, I when, think it when, will be too. Oh yeah. I'm just like, thank God we're outside. Oh, look, another person. I, I get to talk to I him. Know. I can sit in the golf cart I, with him, you know. I know. I legitimately had to go to the grocery store earlier this week. Like we, I have a toddler and a teenager at my house. We needed food. And mm-hmm. so I went to the grocery store. As I'm walking in, I see someone I know. And normally, you know, I'm just like, yeah. hey. I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. And I yelled across the parking lot. I was so excited to see another person that was not my family or the mayor. Because right. that's literally like all I've been seeing. <laughs> well, you know what? There, There is uh, – people are in a better mood when you're out and about because I think it – you get so caught up in what's not important, then when this happens, you start realizing, I have never seen neighbors being so, hey, Friendly. how's it going? I'm out front playing catch with my son, and neighbors that never come out, and I never talk to are just standing out, and hey, how's it going? Good. You know, those are some big pluses that come out of this kind of thing. I absolutely agree. Um and I think there's, I think there's a lot of different things that, uh, you know, to answer that hard question, do I think there will be businesses that don't make it? I mean, I think I would be lying if I said I don't think, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think there will be businesses that don't come out of this how they were before. I think there might be some that don't come out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've talked to some of our businesses this week and um, talked to one restaurant 
to, and this was not a small restaurant. This was a, um, right. this was, actually, these two um, facts I'm about to share, This these were corporate, like, chains, restaurants yeah. that are here in our community, but still a vital part. One of them was um, averaging about 30% of last year's sales. And so that's... that's yeah, that's, that's sort a, of, this is going to be it then, yeah. Yeah, that's a scary number. Now, I mean, can, can they make changes? Can they make things sustainable? Perhaps. Um, is it going to be really hard? Yes. Or is it worth um, it? You know, because some of these businesses have been yep. around a while, and if people are in small business, they know how hard it is just when times are good. Um, when something like this happens, it's like, you know what, I'm done. I'm just tired, and it, it's not worth the battle. I hope that's not the case, but there's definitely going to be some of that, too, I think. You're, you're right. And I talked to another business um, that said, hey, we've got about one week left of payroll like yeah. before we have to. Yep. Think. And so I think we're really in, like you said, does it become more cost effective to actually just shut the doors and ride this out and then reevaluate when you know, the sun comes up again? And right. I think we're having a lot of businesses have to really take a step back and ask those hard questions. And that's that's the challenging thing about all of this, and you've got people on different pages too, and you, everybody still wants to have that competitive edge. We've done a lot in the past couple of weeks to really bring our businesses together um, in se- certain sectors. We don't normally do that because normally, um, you know, one type of business doesn't get a, want, want to get around the table with all of their right. competitors. Right. right now, yeah. Right now, it's really important that they do because if, you know, XYZ business over here has their doors open from this time to this time, then, you know, ABC business wants to do that too. So it's just challenging, and I think they're all faced with a lot of hard decisions right now. But I I do think overall, I think majority of businesses are going to come out of this when we see the other side. We're gonna we're gonna experience a whole other set of challenges in a very positive way. Well, I hope so too. I think you know you thought it was hot before. You know it could really start smoking uh, when this is all over. So, and I don't want to um, preclude the fact that some people have done well in this time, and that's pretty normal. Sometimes when yep. things are down, other people do well. So if you're a service business, you do HVAC. Um, you know we can be grateful that our stores are still uh, stocked shelves, with the exception of maybe hand sanitizer. But I mean, really, when you think about it, it could be significantly worse. But the truckers are out bringing goods uh, to where they need to be. Financial services are there if you need help. There's um, uh, heating and air and, and plumbers. And so, you know, those are still, and some are doing very well, including liquor stores, by the way, who, you know, I think people drink when they're sad or when they're happy or whatever, but they're doing pretty and, well. And they are, and they're considered essential. And hey, it's, I, you know, it could be the end of the world as we know it. We're in the Bible Belt, and I got a to go beer other day. So, <laughs> I mean, hey. Yeah, you know what? And, Pull up. I mean, here's your food. Okay, well, you know, it's different. I'm and, gonna, you know, yeah. uh, but I, isn't it true that, you know, some of these restaurants, Kim, and I, I, you know, I'm not a restaurant expert, but some of, a lot of their business, not that the sit down isn't important, but for some businesses I've heard, it's like only 30% of their business anyway, carry outs, you know, 60 to 70%. So I, I don't I think, know. I think it varies. I th- you know, I think a lot of our local establishments, I mean, there's some things you, like pizza, always great to go. Yeah. You yeah. know, hamburger, I yeah. don't know. Like, depends it's on the your fine, time. The fine dining is probably a lot different. They've really had to change their I model think, a little bit. Yep. I think those are probably, those folks are really hurting. Um, I, I think it's different for everybody, but I, I think there, um, I think there's going to be a lot of different things that are going to come out of this. I, I'm interested to see. Um, how we innovate when we're through this and how our businesses modify their models and their just regular operations like post-pandemic. So, so how does um, how does the city uh, deal with this kind of thing? I mean, you talk to the mayor all the time, and um, how does Paige feel, you know, what are the different challenges that she's dealing with other than just business? I'm assuming there's public health things and uh, first responder things and all kinds of issues that she's got to deal with as well, or any municipality, actually. Yeah, I mean, Paige and I have been in constant communication through this. You know, in the first few days when it was all kind of just happening rapidly, which, you know, I I made the comment to her because it was a Sunday, I think. So, what, about, I guess about two weeks ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. I called her every couple hours, and I was like, hey, because things were just changing so fast, and I didn't know what we were doing. And I I said, I'm sorry, I'm calling you so much. I just, I feel like I'm looking for a grown-up. And yeah. I, I yeah. feel like everybody's kind of looked like that. It felt like that. You know, you're looking for someone else to feed you facts and give you information. And I think um, 
for, you know, leaders like Paige and myself in this community and nationwide and worldwide. I mean, everybody's so hungry for facts, and we're only getting them as fast as most other people. Like, we don't know much more than anyone else knows right now about exactly. how we're going to stop this, how this, when is this going to end. And, and so I think that's a big challenge. People are looking at us for answers that we honestly, don't have access to right, right. now. Well, we I just think don't have them. It's one of those weird times where, you know, you can't avoid the fact that we're all in the same boat. Um, it's not like you need to go to a bank and say, look, I'm having some issues. Well, of course you are. You know, everyone is. The bank's having issues. Um, the mayor's having issues. The council's having issues. The chambers are having issues. The, you know, the health department's having issues. So, you know, you're right, but there is some comfort in just collaborating even if it's on the phone, like you said, you know, it was your go-to call to page and you made it several, four or five times. You may not have only helped yourself, but you may have helped her. And we can do that for each other if we're there to just listen, um, think, ponder, create ideas on what we can do to navigate through it. Absolutely. And so her and I, um, we are still continuing. We're doing a four o'clock update every day. We're doing a live video and like I said, I mean, we don't, we, we repeat the facts that we hear in the governor's um, daily briefing and the president's um, daily briefing. But outside of that, um, we don't have much more information. You know, we can give some updates, but what we're really using that time to do is just share some positivity, share a little inspiration, and hopefully motivate people um, to keep going, um, encourage them to love on one another during this time, extend grace. And then, of course, help one another. And we're really trying to be strong on our messaging that it's important that you do stay home right now. And well, that's how we're going to get through this quicker. That's right. And uh, isn't that in uh, the uh, the saying for the community, grit? Um, I forget the, 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 the thing true, at it's, it's true grit and amazing grace. And, you know, yeah. buried in that brand narrative is, you know, a nod to Gallatin's grace. Um, it, you know, it, it talks about our close ties, um, or close religious ties and our ties to faith. Mm-hmm. And then it also talks about um, the work ethic and tenacity of Gallatin. And I really think we're going to come out, uh, uh, you know, showing a lot of grit and grace during this time. It's being shown every day, but I think now more than ever. Well, and there's no question. The good news is out of all this, we'll all be closer because of it. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. We're glad that you're home and safe, and we're practicing extreme uh, social distancing today with this phone call. (laughs) So, Kim, thanks for your insight, and uh, folks can get a hold of you how if they do have questions or concerns about their business. Yeah, they can reach me. Um, We are still operating the chamber phones, even though we're not open to the public right now. Chamber phone number is 615-452-4000, or they can email me directly at kim at gallatin.com. TN.org. We've got a lot of resources on our website at GallatinTN.org, and we're just encouraging folks to remember that business is still open in Gallatin. All right. Thanks a bunch, Kim. We appreciate the time. That's Kim Baker, President and CEO of the Gallatin Chamber of Commerce, here on Sumner County Spotlight. And we're going to come back, and we're going to talk with Kathleen Hawkins, who is the President and CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce, and get her take on the business climate with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic going on. We'll come back right after this. Uh, Sumner County Spotlight's brought to you every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. by F&M Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and at myfmbank.com. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Good morning and welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight this morning. And we continue our discussion with the impact that the coronavirus is having on our area businesses in Sumner County. And that includes Hendersonville. And on the phone, we're glad to have with us, uh, very social distancing, uh, the proud president and CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber, Kathleen Hawkins. Kathleen, good morning. Good morning, Tony. Thank you so much for having me on again. I appreciate it. No problem. You know, we steal your line because you always say proud president and CEO. <laughs> I, I I love my job and I love my community. <laughs> well, um, you know, we could have predicted a lot of really weird things, but uh, I don't think this was on anyone's radar. And um, I'm not even sure really where to begin other than, you know, you were just coming off of a very involved tornado relief effort that the Hendersonville Chamber was extremely active in. And then and then boom, this. 
So how are you guys doing, and what's what's happening uh, from the Chamber's perspective right now? Okay. Well, I would be lying if I didn't say I wish that I would have kept that last seven truck full loaded of oh, stuff, yeah. toilet paper, hand sanitizers, Clorox wipes. Um, but it was it was quite a transition to go from one extreme to another, and we're doing okay. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Tony, for the first week and a half, I, I, I grieved a lot for my members and for our community, and now I think we're all at a point where we're rolling up our sl- sleeves and we're trying to figure out how to stand united and how to, how to recover and how to keep people motivated and, um, and safe. I think that's the most important thing is safe. People are getting antsy right now Mm -hmm. and they want to get out. Yesterday was a beautiful day and they want to have a good time. And the health department is just reemphasizing and reinforcing that we need to stay at home Sumner County because the longer we're out and the closer we are, the longer this is going to last and the more economic impact it'll have for our businesses. Right. And I think, you know, with the, being small business owners, you know, it's tough. It's tough in general, even in a good economy, because there's so much to do. Um, and then this hits you. And, uh, you know, you like you said, first it's the shock and what the heck is going on. And now I've got to work even harder if that's even possible. Well, and it's hard to do if you're if you're at, stuck at home or if you have to lay, lay off employees. Like even our chamber, we, we had to let people go mm-hmm. um, immediately because we lost thousands upon thousands of dollars in event income that we're not going to regain this fiscal year. Right. But um, take a small business that, that's, that doesn't have cash reserves, that doesn't have, um, you know, that, that is just doing whatever they can to operate. There are a lot of those businesses that have shut their doors down and they're saying it's temporarily and my heart breaks for them because we're, we're not sure if they'll ever be able to reopen, but we're going to do everything that we can to support them and to encourage them and, and to help them with whatever they need. Right. And that's, that's one thing, you know, the chamber has always been there for everybody, but it's also there, you know, it's not just the chamber anymore. We're all in this together. We're all going through the exact same thing. Like you said, you had to lay off people. We've had to do the same thing. The stimulus thing is going on. People are, you know, they haven't, well, as of, we're recording this on Friday, um, it's now Sunday morning, but, you know, there's all this positioning and, or, uh, not positioning, but they're, they're all trying to get their stuff in it and, and we just hope it gets passed and, and then we got to sort of sift through it and figure out what are our options. Well, the chamber does have a lot of resources to help people with that. So if people are confused or concerned or not sure what their options are, because the information is coming out so fast, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to... Um, you know, to, to understand it all and to keep up with it all. So if you do have questions, don't don't hesitate to reach out to us, and we'll be happy to help navigate you to at least the right resource to get those answers. I can tell you I had a two-hour conference call yesterday with the SBA, Small Business Association Organization, and they were talking about the small business loans that are available. And they, they just blankly said this is the first time in SBA's history that the entire nation qualifies. So the only people that don't qualify is if your business is operating with only a P.O. box um, because they can't verify and prove that you are actually a business that resides and, and operates here in, in the United States of America. Right. But um, they said everybody needs to apply, and you can either choose to take it or not choose to take it. That's up to you based upon what the Stimulus Act does and based upon the other resources um, that you might be able to come up with. But right. that's up to $2 million in, in potential income. And your first payment isn't until a year. So, like, if you if you got money today, it wouldn't be until March um, 27th of 2021 before you'd have to make your first payment. So, hopefully, you know, we will be back to normal normalcy sometime soon. Yeah. And um, you'll be able to roll up your sleeves and get back to work. Right. Well, and I know that they've kind of got it sectioned off into four, I think, four different pieces. And, you know, some of that money... Uh, if you're going to use it for employees and or rehire them back, which we all want to do, um, can mm-hmm. some of that can be forgiven, if I'm not mistaken. Ab- oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And even even the money that is not forgiven, even at the interest rate that it is for a nonprofit or a for-profit organization, is, is, a, is a very low percentage. It's, it's I think, 3.25. I have it yeah, in my notes somewhere. Something like that, yeah. Um, so it's, it's a very low percentage. So there are options that are available. And um, we've laid, there's been over 1,300 people already laid off just in our area alone. Um, I know of in Hendersonville alone, um, within the first 72 hours, over 600 people that were laid off. So, I mean, that's a big impact. That's going to affect 
our, our community. It already is affecting our businesses, and we're having to figure out how to recover and how to do it short-staffed, right. um, which is a challenge. Well, you know, Kathleen, they always say don't make uh, decisions in, in times of crisis, you know, sort of like you said, you know, we're in we're in this period of what happened and now we're kind of coming out of that. And because that money's available doesn't mean maybe you should just go, look, I need this and I need this and I need this. You know, shouldn't you methodically think about your business, make a plan and say, OK, what do I need? I need help with rent. I need help with payroll. I need help with et cetera, et cetera, instead of just kind of throwing stuff against the wall and hoping it works. Yeah. Throwing things up against the wall and hoping it sticks is never a good business plan or marketing strategy. Yeah. Um, you do need to have a clear identity or identification of what, what your business needs to survive. This isn't about upgrading and this isn't about, you know, making improvements and, and, you know, adding shutters or paint or, or new furniture. Right. This is really about what is it going to take to, to recover from this economic impact. And, um, I love, love, love Tony, what I've seen some businesses do. Like I love when cafe 393 decided to close their doors down, they sold quarantine kits and I bought $300 worth of them and gave them to all of my staff Mm -hmm. because it was, it was a great way for them to deplete their inventory Mm -hmm. and have it not go to waste. And it was a great way to give us essential supplies that we couldn't buy at the grocery store. Tzatziki's is now selling fresh produce boxes as a way to help continue to generate revenue, um, with items that are going bad because you can only do so many takeout orders. Right. The other day we ordered here from Chop House and um, I was so shocked when the person came to the door. This is the, the negative side of when they, they start delivering to you. Um, one of our favorite waitresses showed up at the door. I, of course, had no makeup on and my hair wasn't done. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Not a normal delivery person. Yeah. But they're they're just looking at their business and saying, okay, how can I think differently? Well, and well, what yeah. I love... Yes. Go ahead. What I love the most about that is I think we're going to be able to discover something new about our business. And when we come out of this, we'll say, hey, this is a new alternative way that we can add to our revenue stream that works. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the philanthropy is coming out from some of these uh, businesses, too, especially that have perishable goods, um, because I've seen fruit, vegetables, things donated to businesses that are open that maybe have nothing to do with it. It could be a liquor store or whatever. And they've got little stands out there. Like you said, this stuff is is going to go bad. So they want to put it to good use if they can't make a buck out of it. You know, let's donate it and uh, help some folks. And the other side of that spectrum, Tony, is there's a lot of businesses that haven't been impacted yet because they're in, um, they're a lawyer or they're in the financial services world or they're in insurance and they're able to work remotely and continue to do the things that they do all the time. Well, they're reaching out to me and saying, how can I help? So one of the new things we've started doing is, um, well, go buy $10 worth of gift cards, 10, $10 gift cards to a bunch of different places or give us $100 and we'll go buy them for you. Mm-hmm. And then we'll use them as raffles throughout the year or, or um, event items that we give away and we'll promote your business all year long using those. So you're helping somebody immediately, but you're getting advertising exposure for your business all year long. And um, it's a, it's a no brainer. It's a win-win for, for everybody involved. Right. And I think, you know, what you said earlier too, is that things might be done differently, a different way of doing business. You know, I think as a business owner, you know, sometimes you do find yourself carrying more, uh, people than you probably need because, you know, you you want to employ as many people as you can. You may be sitting on some contracts that you didn't really want to have. And, you know, maybe this is a way of, since you have no choice and no revenue coming in, you've got to cut these contracts and you have to make these tough choices. But will it make you better? Will you think out of the box? Will, you know, how will you come out of this? I, I completely concur. You know, I think that that's, that's important. And most businesses really don't sit down on an annual basis and analyze what their cost of goods sold is, what expenses they need to eliminate, what their business strategy is for the years to come. Most businesses don't do that, especially smaller businesses um, or entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. And yeah. if you think about that, this is forcing them to sit down and do that. I encourage people to do that every year. Um, this is forcing you to do that. Right. This year. So you're a big proponent of zero based budgeting as am I, you know, it's like, wait a minute, if I start over, what do I absolutely have to have? I have to have electricity. I have to have a phone. I have, you know, or whatever. Absolutely. I think that that's, that's critical, especially uh, every year, but especially right now. Which is tough because, you know, it's human nature that, uh, well, 
you know, it's hard to separate the person from the job when really you have a task that needs to be fulfilled. Um, okay, is that a full-time task? Is it a part-time task? Is it something you can outsource? You know, all those questions probably need to be uh, gone through your business with a fine-tooth comb, especially now. Absolutely. And, you know, there's lots of people that can help you with that, um, help you analyze that. We have HR companies that can do it. The chamber can help you do it. Your accountant can help you do it. Just really sitting down and looking at let's let's detach the emotions and the personal relationships and let's start making wise business decisions for your business and then um, come together as a community, you know, when you get into crisis like this. Mm-hmm. What do you think is... Uh how much of your time in the last couple of weeks when this is happening, your phone starts to ring is handholding just support uh, versus critical business decisions that have to be made. Handholding and support a lot of it. And then the first two weeks, like I said, I I, I honestly shed many tears and for my members because Mm -hmm. they would call me in a state of panic. And and initially, at least the first week, I I didn't even know what to tell them. Like I, I, we didn't even, there was, so uncertainty in the world that it was, you know, we can't make the decision. Do you lay people off or do you close your doors immediately? Because there was so much uncertainty. Now, at least there's enough resources that are out there that we can direct them in the right places. So we can um, give them hope, which I think is imperative, but I think everybody's coming to, they're, they're starting to come off the state of panic a little bit and they're starting to calm down. Now, if we can just keep them indoors, then hopefully this period will be shorter, and um, then we can all stand together. What about the people who uh, and the businesses that provide the services, whether they're uh, a financial institution, a lender, or they're a landlord? Or, you know, initially uh, we found that most of the people we deal with are very understanding. Again, they're in the same boat. But over time, you know, is that going to change? Because cash is needed by everyone, and it kind of trickles downhill. You know, if I don't get paid, I can't pay you, and then you can't pay your people, et cetera, et cetera. Well, those are all decisions, and, and many of us experienced that in the 2008 recession. You know, initially, there's a little bit of a grace period, and you have to have some grace period. But even like with our chamber, I mean, we're all looking at it like, okay, we've got people that are coming up for renewals. Do we send the renewal notices out or not? But oh, no. we are a small base chamber, and we still have to operate, or we can't help people. So um, I think that as, as a landlord, I, I do know of a couple landlords that, um, the the businesses have gone to the landlords and said, I want to pay my employees. I can't pay you. And the landlords have understood that. But like you said, it can only happen for so long. And that's why it's important that we, we work hard and we listen to the health department and we do what people say, say and we get through this as quick as possible. I posted something on social media yesterday that was given to me by the health department. And it talked about how um, if you do stay home, and you do stay inside, how much shorter the, the, the virus will last. But if you get out and you start making human contact, it can be as low as, you know, 10 people or as high as 400 people. And there are a lot more cases in Sumner County than people realize because it's taking the CDC about four days to get the true information. Plus, um, a lot of people that get diagnosed in Davidson County because they work in Davidson County or they, they just go to Vanderbilt or another hospital there, are being tracked in Davidson County, but they may actually reside in Sumner County. Right. And people don't realize that yet. Yeah. Okay, well, we're talking with Kathleen Hawkins, President and CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce, and we're going to come back with our last segment of the day right after these messages. Uh, we'd also like to thank FM Bank for their sponsorship of the program at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and also at myfmbank.com. We'll be back in a minute. FM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Bank.com. We are back and speaking with the president and CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce, Kathleen Hawkins. And Kathleen, uh, well, uh, you know, I wonder where do we go from here? Is it too early to tell? Other than like you were saying right before the break, you know, stay indoors. The, the quicker we end this, the faster we can get back to business. Absolutely. I think that's really important. I do think that there is some confusion, Tony, out there with um, the stay-at-home order in Sumner County and what businesses can work and what businesses can't work. The um, the only order that's really happened in the city of Hendersonville so far is that fitness facilities 
in um, dining rooms and um, child care play areas have been asked to close. Yeah. Sumner think, County. Uh, some hair salons um, and things like that, too, the, the close contact things? Well, it, I mean, they do ask you to stay six feet apart, but that hasn't been mandated by Mayor Clary or by you. Governor Lee. I got you. So Sumner County issued a stay-at-home order and um, asked more more businesses to shut down. But technically, that only pertains to Sumner County areas not within the city limits of Hendersonville. So one of the calls that I get all the time is, um, I, I had a hairstylist just ask me this the other day. So she called in a panic. She had one client, so it was just her and one client, and. And um, they were in the, you know, less than 10 people rule. And she said, am I going to get fined if I go to work? No, um, that is not that is not the case. You can still choose to go to work. Um, you just want to avoid close contact as much as possible. You want to sanitize as much as possible. And you don't want to be in large crowds. I, I went by a high school the other day and there were a bunch of teenagers playing football and tackling each other and stuff oh, like boy. that. And that's just not going to help. You know, they don't sure realize mom and that, dad didn't know that. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. Probably true, but they should have. Um, so you, you want to avoid situations like that. Yeah. So I ask you to, you know, look into your crystal ball here a little bit. Is there a a ballpark of, do we know who will come out of this, uh, the amount of small businesses that might, I, I have heard a few in the area already that have said we're not reopening. I'm sure you've heard that as well, but I I don't know if you have a gauge on that or if we're going to be in a whole heap of trouble. Um, well, I can tell you, let me, let, we've got an ongoing list that, that changes rapidly and change it. Like it's amazing. I'm trying to keep up with it as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some companies that have, um, temporarily closed their doors and whenever they temporarily close their doors, they have a, a more challenging time reopening. Mm-hmm. So like Bonfire, um, Magnolia and Grill has temporarily closed their doors, um, Lost Cajun temporarily closed their doors. Casa Vieja, both locations, temporarily closed their doors. Um, Bark Avenue um, Dog Pet Grooming temporarily closed their doors. So whenever you have situations like that, unless you have a strong strategy for coming back and, and fighting hard then and, and cash reserves, then it's going to be more challenging for you to reopen your doors, especially if this goes on through the end of May, which there is a chance that that may happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke with the health department yesterday and I said, when is, I know you don't have a magic eight ball and I know there's no way of projecting it, but when do you think we're going to have our first event be able to go back to having events? And they mm-hmm. said, possibly June, possibly July. There's wow. talks about the schools not reopening at all. So um, if that's the case, and that's why it's so important to stay at home Sumner County, because if that's the case, um, that will make it more challenging for people to, to reopen. Well, let if alone, businesses, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, if there's businesses that can bare bone as much as they possibly can right now and still keep that revenue coming and still keep in front of their customers and stay present, um, they won't have as much of a difficult time. Right. So, you know, that's where, in in our case, it's just me and my wife at this point. And, uh, or if it's a family business, you know, keep it, like you said, any way you can to keep the doors open or at least your business functioning, if no, you know, you know not necessarily have doors open. But um, I was going to lead to uh, oh, so when you're when you're at bare bones and you're still operating, I think I, I want to make sure people understand that it, it's not just a piece of cake to open your doors back up. Like you said, you have to have capital in order to. Let's say if you're a restaurant, you got to buy all the food. You've got to get these folks back. You you've got to get the power turned back on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These are all things. It's it's not just a matter of flipping the light switch and you're back in business. You're, you're absolutely correct. And so have that strategy, have that game plan, and then come back fighting strong. You know, I'm a firm believer if, if, it's, if it's meant to be, it will be. And if it's not, there's a different plan for you. Um, I don't want to see our small businesses suffer and close. But while you're staying at home and you're quarantined, um, you know, take a hard look at, at what, your, what your marketing plan is for coming back. What is your strategy? How are you going to make this work? Do you need to apply for an SBA loan? Do you need to, um, you know, look into other options that may be available with F&M Bank or other banks that are out there? And um, really take a look at what you're going to need to get going and then come back fighting as strong as you possibly can and, and you will survive. Right, exactly. Plan now for that opening because, you know, we do know that it will open again one day. So don't decide the day it opens. You know, work your plan now. you got plenty of time, right? 
You've got nothing but time on your hands. That's that's the blessing and the curse at the same time. That's right. Great time to strategize. Well, the uh, Hendersonville Chamber does some of the largest events in Sumner County and and really in the area. And is it going to be a little weird when we do that first one or we have that first one in Sumner County that people might be a little, you know, skittish about it? You know, this may just change the way we are for a little bit. and, And is it okay to get together as a group, you know? I... It's my prayer and it's my hope that our first event back is the Freedom Festival event. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. if, if that's able to happen, and I'm, I'm pretty confident, fingers crossed, that that will be able to happen, that um, I don't think people will be skittish. I think they're, they're going to be excited and we'll come together as a nation and we'll celebrate each other and we'll celebrate our recovery. I mean, we're going to go through... Um, uh, we'll talk about our grief and we'll talk about our future. And I think Freedom Festival is going to be the best place to make that happen. Yeah. Um, it kills me that, you know, all of our events between March and June, I'm just kind of dismissing and saying, okay, it's it's no problem if they don't happen because I know our community needs it. I, I miss our community. I miss our members and, and we mm-hmm. need that engagement. But I think um, praising the United States of America, if we can do that and, do that for for Fourth of July um, would be the best time to come back together again. Yeah, and I think the president even mentioned yesterday. There's, you know, at at some point there's going to be a lot of pent up uh, business frustration uh, spending. That these are some very good things, by the way. People may just be ready. Look, I just want out. I just want to get outside. I want to meet people. I want to go shopping. Uh, that's the hope. I, you know, Tony, I had a conversation on our neighborhood Facebook page the other day because there were so many kids that were outside playing and they were, you know, bouncing balls back and forth and they were jumping on trampolines. And, and because I had just talked to the health department, I was a little frustrated seeing that because I know what that, what that means. And a couple of the people re- responded to my post. We're just, we can't, this is the new norm. We just have to be able to get out. And it's like, no, you don't. So right. I have no doubt if you, if they can practice self-control right now, um, they will be ready to, to, you know, live a, a fantastic life and, and celebrate with all of us together. Okay. And so Kat, that'll be in May. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I hope so. Um, and you know, like you said, when the weather changed, it really got tough cause it's been such a cloudy, rainy, crappy spring from, from January to now. It's like just one day, please throw me a bone. Um, so you're right. It, it, you got to practice that discipline and, uh, and stay indoors and essential businesses. And we may want to walk through a little bit of those broadcasting obviously is essential for getting the word out. Um, but do you have, it's kind of put you on the spot a little bit, but do you have some of what those businesses would be? Do you know, Tony, if you look at the, the, um, state of the order that was issued by, um, County Executor Holt for Sumner County, and I can send this to anybody or walk through this with anybody because it is really hard and tricky to read. But there on page, I believe it's page five, there, or no, page four, there is a list of all of the businesses that are considered essential businesses. Okay. And uh, it was shocking. Like one of the businesses that's listed there is landscape companies. So why is that hmm. essential? Like why do we have to worry about our grass <laughs> I, if, I don't if know. there's <laughs> this, this major virus going on? So there are so many loopholes in that. It's all in how you read it and all in how you define, def, does, um, define it. Um, so rather than just kind of guessing, and I think that's what most people are doing, is they're putting out a blanketed list, you really have to read the fine print on that. Like one of the things that clearly states is if you are in an HR position, an accounting position, a bookkeeping position, that you can continue to go to work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because they want people still depositing checks and they're trying to keep revenue going right. and they want people to help with layoffs. But you could do that. that remotely. Jeez, you know. You could do that remotely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. When Bark Avenue Bakery said that they were going to shut their doors, I, I called them immediately and I said, did you read the fine print? Because in the fine print it said pet services, veterinarians, food supplies, and services. Well, grooming is a pet service. Mm-hmm. So you would have the ability to stay open. So I really think that it's just people's personal opinion that if you are going to go to work and if, if you need clarity on that, I'm happy to help people. Um, I'll, I'll send them the whole five-page order and they can, they can read it um, and I'll walk them through and help them understand the definitions. But I think what's really important is if you choose to go to work and you choose to continue your business, just keep people safe. 
You know, that's why the food industry was asked to shut down their dining rooms, because that's more risky. Mm -hmm. That's why playgrounds should be closed. All playgrounds, even neighborhood playgrounds, should be closed. And that's why fitness facilities were asked to shut their doors. Right. And, you know, in in some ways, it's for your own good. Would you rather have that now or litigation later? You don't want to be responsible for causing an environment that, that, you know, facilitates this thing to keep spreading. Or the bad press. I mean, I've heard of restaurants in Gallatin that had employees that were working there, and now there's other cases. And um, I don't want that for any of our businesses here in Hendersonville. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that that's something to take into consideration, and you have to just follow your heart with it. Well, you were talking about earlier. This is a great time to reevaluate your business, how you do business, some ways you hadn't thought of before. But it also is a chance for you to uh, look at your technology because, like you said, you know, some I'm. There may be even HR people or accounting people that weren't prepared to be able to work remotely. A very simple thing to do technically, but if you haven't taken the time to reevaluate your company technically, geez, you know, this is a great example of why you'd want to do that. Absolutely. Having, having a plan there. I, I've noticed that many of our businesses had no plan. Um, so really analyzing, there's, there's a few steps and there's a link on our website that I can share with anybody that was taught by an accounting firm on the things to do to prepare and how to know how much money you'll actually need based upon um, what your revenue stream is. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of businesses don't because they throw it up at the wall and hope that it sticks like you mentioned earlier. Right. But really taking a look at how to be prepared for the next disaster could be your takeaway. Not that we want a disaster, but a disaster can be a divorce. A, da- a disaster can be a loss of a loved one. I mean, there's there's a, lot, a fire. You know, there's lots of things that can economically impact your business and make you back up and punt in a different way and figure out how to how to pivot and turn. Well, exactly. So I, I can tell you. Uh, go ahead. I can tell you. My takeaway is I'm definitely changing my my VoIP phone systems. Yeah, yeah. I spent way yeah. too many hours converting it to people's homes and. Um, so we're going to go to a much easier, newer technology solution as quickly as possible. Yep, and we're constantly doing that as well. Uh, you know, we converted our station in uh, Hendersonville. Um, it took forever. It's kind of a pain, uh, but ultimately the flexibility it gives you is amazing. We're getting ready to switch our station in Nashville next week. But, uh, you know, those things are opportunities. And, and quite honestly, they can save you a ton of money. Like your phone system, like, you know, it's amazing. Some people, when I'd go in and look at their businesses, and I know you did a lot of business consulting, the first thing I would look at is their phone bill. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of thousands, Absolutely. tens of thousands of dollars they'd spend on that. I'm like, there are so many flexible options out there that you can use. Absolutely. And, and I think it's time to really take a look at every single item in your budget and every expense that you have and ask yourself, is this just because I didn't feel like changing? Because nobody likes to make a change, but if you're going to make a change, now's the time to do it. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, does everybody know, we're getting kind of near the end here, but I I know that you're there for them. You've got a lot of good advice because of your, your past in, uh, in business consulting and other things that you've done and owning and operating your own and now running the chamber, that these are things that you can help people with, um, budgeting. And let's be honest, some probably don't even have one or don't even think about it. So. I'm sure most people don't. I mean, I, it's amazing to me how many people still operate their business using an Excel spreadsheet and have no idea where they're trying to go and just hope it all comes together at the end. So, yes, this is one of the services that the Chamber can offer you, and we are glad to sit down with you, member or non-member, complimentary, just to kind of coach you through what steps you need to take to, to build a strong business. And, you know, that's the one good thing that always comes out of um, recessions or, or bad situations is millionaires do arise. So, um, you know, now this, now's the time to make that happen. You can be the next millionaire. You can make the next big break. You can come up with a next invention because it's forcing people to sit down and think about how they're going to continue to move forward and how they're going to thrive. Exactly. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking the time today. We've had Kim Baker on uh, from the Gallatin Chamber and now Kathleen. We appreciate your time from the Hendersonville Chamber. And uh, just one quick, in, in case they listen to the show and they haven't reached out, you know, please reach out. Don't just think that you've got to sit in your house and figure out your future on your own. That's exactly what Kathleen and the Chamber is there for. How can they get a hold of you and just please reach out and talk to someone? Absolutely. If you're feeling frustrated or if you need guidance or if you need uh, to know what direction to go into, we're happy to help you. You can visit us at hendersonvillechamber.com. 
You can call us directly at 615-824-2818. And myself or anyone on our team is more than happy. We're in the mode right now that it's our job to support you. It's our job to rebuild our community and, um, and bring everybody back together. All right. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for all the tips and the advice and uh, a way to reach you. And let's hope everybody does. And uh, like you said, we're all in this together. Thank you for the time today. You're welcome. Take care, Tony. All right. You too. That's Kathleen Hawkins, the uh, proud president and CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. We'd also like to thank Kim uh, Baker, who is the uh, president and CEO of the Gallatin Chamber, our guest this morning. If you own a small business or you own a business in Sumner County, uh, don't forget your chambers. That's what they're there for. They're there to help guide you through this. Thank you for joining us this morning. We hope to uh, see you and talk to you again next week as we all get through this. And uh, that's going to wrap up Sumner County Spotlight for this week. We'll talk to you next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Sumner County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.